wisdom And here comes the truth And here comes your favorite podcast Always still made for you So, I went to a store Bought a couple things Ramon's albums for five bucks each Can't go wrong with that (sighs) But there was a guy there There's a young woman cashier and an old guy in his 60s. And I want you to tell me which one of us is going to turn into this guy. Okay. <laughs> this guy was old joke guy. At the oh, store. I love it already. <laughs> I was thinking Trevor. So, he's buying something. Oh, yes. The cashier goes, do you want a bag today? And he says, ha! I married one of those 35 years ago. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, this guy's on fire. And then then she's like, okay, that'll be like 25-12. Debit, credit, debit. And then he holds up the machine. He's like, so does this just go into your personal account or what? (laughs) You can tell me. Oh, it was just landed so flat, and she's like <laughs> pretending. Oh, uh, oh no, no, no! Oh, he couldn't sell it. He couldn't sell the joke. Yeah, I think he, he was selling it. It's just not there, man. You, know. you could always win over a cashier. Says the oh guy no, you're that guy. <laughs> you're that guy. I am. I <laughs> totally am. Set. Anywhere I no. go, I have to try and make everybody laugh. Dentist. Doctor, it doesn't matter. Wherever I go, I just want to make you laugh. Doesn't matter what I do. I just have to. That's that's my week. That's a weakness of mine. Got a free ticket, so I sat down for like a trip through time into like the nineteen nineties, going to a movie and seeing where the crawdads sing. What? It's it's a it's a book that's yeah a few years ago like a 70 year old author put out a a book and it's just you know in the 60s 70s in the swamplands yep there's the a detective murder. there's a murder of course there's a murder in and the the swamp thing the swamp lady just the young pretty well super gorgeous lady who everyone says is ugly who lives in the swamp she's arrested but then there's a trial, and that's like the movie. It's like courtroom stuff and flashbacks. And you got like cool guys helping her. The defense attorney is like a cool southern guy wearing white suits. And it's just like, this is just a movie. <laughs> flashbacks to her childhood where Garrett Dillahunt is the messed up post-World War II dad doing abuse and just being a dirty Southern guy. If you know who that is, it's like, oh yeah, that's perfect. He was in the Terminator TV show. It's like, Hmm. that that Terminator there, but just awesome. So, so, just so much good stuff. So, highly recommended if you just want to see a movie. No superheroes or trilogies. No 3D glasses? No, just... Just some swamp, just some hot times in a swamp, and that's that. But I don't kind of emotional bit, but This seems like something yeah. I'd be watch on Netflix, not in the it theaters. It is, but it's just like a good story. 
that's done. Then I think Trevi will make this. This will make you like the author a little bit more. Maybe there's some some people are some of this old ladies like appointments and such are being canceled. So some people are trying to cancel her because of some business in the seven in the nineties where she was a conservationist most of her life, but yeah. in in the nineties there was some controversy where there was a documentary being filmed about her or like for one of the American TV networks, like a news ma- oh Turning Point. Oh, so and, they were doing an investigative yeah, piece on yeah. her? And then her husband and son and some other workers at the preserve that they had started, they didn't show who did it or who was killed, but they shot and killed Poacher. Like, just out in the open did it, which is kind of interesting when you think about how the book plays out. But now people are upset that she wrote a book that has, like, a murder in the swamp and wasn't oh. justified or not in the way it plays out. So people are crying about that maybe she was sort of her family had something to do with killing a poacher. I just think that's that adds to the story. Well, that's weird. I like that's that like more. Carol, Carol, yeah, that adds, yeah, that adds a lot to it when see how everything plays out in the end. It's like and then the author's like, yeah, this is kind yeah. of what I did. <laughs> I think this that's is OJ like, if I did it. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. So that adds an awesome little bit to it, I think. I just, can imagine having time to be offended about someone who might have had something to do with killing a poacher in their game preserve. In the 90s? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, elephant poachers. The best part is that, like, maybe, might have, probably not. <laughs> Can't say. Yeah. Because she like, wasn't there. Like, she we're gonna, definitely We're going to worry about this. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is going like, to consume my mind. Yeah. At most, somebody that she, yeah, most her husband or kid or something was, did it. Well, but she wasn't there. So if you have the time to, like, what kind of, that's, yeah. That's Say it just, again for the good people at home? Garbage people. No, no, where the craw flies? Where the crawdads <laughs> sing. Maybe okay. say it's southern, Carter. Give me a southern accent. Where the crawdads sing. Where the crawdads sing. Where the crawdads sing. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Easy, Carter. Put a couple more teeth back in that mouth. Are we going to talk about camping? Carter, yeah, I hate think? camping. I hate camping so much. Why would you ever even... Like, what was in your head that, you know what, I got kids and dogs. And cats. And cats. Right. And you know what we're going to do is go somewhere less comfortable than it already is with kids and dogs and cats. We didn't when take the animals. so hot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I can get in into my heat later, but like... Let's, let's pick up the like, heat dome. Let's go camping during the heat dome. Like, it's not just hot, like, what, 45 degree humidity and constant lightning storms? It was. Tornado warnings, actually. 
tornado warnings, lightning storm. This is when Carter goes, you went camping with the whole crew in a tornado heat dome, lightning storm. The, the mosquitoes were the worst, actually. In a place, oh yeah, that, that could not, no. They did wouldn't you, fog? Did they, yeah, it was in a place where, yeah, there'd be no mosquito fog. So inside, is that your fault? Were kids leaving doors open? Or is that the cabin that just did not keep a single mosquito out? Because the entire oh, it thing was, you sent was just a nightmare. The kids wouldn't stay outside. They just kept wanting to go inside and kept opening that door and opening that door and keeping the door open. And we were like the two-year-old. And we, we blockaded the door with all the heavy coolers and stuff, and he still found a way inside. <laughs> How did you deal with that? There were so many mosquitoes. It was just, yeah. Well, Janelle went all out and, and like, spent a lot of money on, like, the butane torches and the coils and the spray, of course, and the candles. And the two-year-old just went around blowing out all the candles. (laughs) You know, it works DEET. You know, it doesn't work everything else. (laughs) It's tough to buy DEET these days. Why? We've got some, but I think all the stuff we had there, I found all that DEET stuff in the basement, but I think all the stuff we took was DEET-free. Yeah, well, that's garbage. You just go get the Deep Woods off. Deep Woods without DEET off is now what yeah, well, standard. That, that's, that's, called just, that's called Axe Body Spray. <laughs> well, we went camping like three years ago with Link, who was four, and it was a wonderful experience. And so we tried to replicate that. Except now he's a disgruntled seven-year-old and a new terrorist two-year-old. Yeah, you have a thug. You have a thug of a son. An Oakland Raider. That runs the the system. He is the destroyer. He's really good at getting his way. He'd be like, cake. I'm like, eat your food first. And he just looks at me and screams, cake! (laughs) And then he throws his food, and then his brother's food. I sent pictures of fish on my walls, like, oh my gosh. You take videos of him freaking out so you could play him later to show him when he's like 15, like what a little jerk he was? No, I have a... hmm. Love you, you, kid, but... I I think there's some videos of some meltdowns. You have him flipping furniture and tables. Yeah, yeah, we do have some. Not, this guy's like a wrestler in the 80s that's mad at yeah, the world. Yeah. He's like at uh, 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 <laughs> Roddy Piper in in uh, Superfly Snuck's studio. Yep. Ripping everything apart. Here's a coconut. Rent, your friend lost his job. Your, your role model. Which one? Vince, Vince McMahon. Yeah. He's out. I don't know how this is a scandal. Everybody knew this. Well, he might have taken some corporate money to to do evil. But he is the corporation. He's majority shareholder. Do whatever he wants. He's Vince McMahon. Well, apparently there's a breaking point for everyone. He just told them, I'll screw you. Hey man, those relationships were consensual. That's why he needed to pay twelve or twenty million dollars to get them to sign NDAs. Let's just go away. No, there's pretty yeah. That's a lot it of was money. a good investment to pay them to go away. Uh, so 
he was kind of like emboldened and like defiant the first time. Maybe there's something out there the Wall Street Journal doesn't that we don't know about yet. That's why he immediately oh. ran away. He pulled the Josh. He pulled the Josh Holly. Have you seen that video? It's so good. I heard about it's so it. Good. Like it's it, so no. jaunting, so gingerly. Oh, 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 oh I'm going to die. <laughs> Incited a riot. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and then they put like 10 different songs to it. And they like made them in like a sync. So like it's like a part of a song sinks over to his steps and it just goes in a loop forever. Like it's like my heart will go on, you know, or something. Nice. That'd be good. It's nice. Holly. Yeah, I didn't think Vince would actually be gone, like how you said Scarecoat's retired, but it seems from all accounts that he's he's actually gonna be done from day to day. I'm sure he can yeah, right. This is he's probably gonna come back in the ring next like week or something. I'm back! <laughs> <laughs> or you'll wrestle Ric Flair and Rick's last with, match with next Trump. month or something. Yeah, Rick Flair and Donald Trump will have a big match together. <laughs> yeah trump is on that level or or was five years ago you know but no wait no wait eight years ago but then he just became the president somehow like he was he's just a carny of that level where it'd be like yeah maybe he yeah, will show yeah. Rick flair's last match with vince that's his people they're they're little slimy hustlers grifters that's yeah, what they exactly. are he wants to pretend he's like royalty, but only people that aren't royalty want to act like they're royalty. So have you played my disc golf course yet, Carter? Oh, maybe tomorrow. Use the maybe app, tomorrow. too. I know, I've been using the app to check on oh, I don't anymore. the score. Who do you think... Who do you... No, I always post. This guy's getting close. Oh, no, a guy that? beat me now, though. Yes, that's right. You do have the app. Let's check out. My buddy Who Mike. beat you? Come on. Let's see. Mike wasn't even on there. He's Is called he Flynn Flon Mike on the app. So, yeah. Rick, no wonder why. No Dolphin person could, could compete there. Was, you're beaten by a, someone well-deserved. <laughs> Flynn Flon Mike, 55. Holy crap. <laughs> Good score. I've been taking people out disc golfing in the course I built in Dauphin and uh, got a little obsessed with it and made a little crew of people that are out there playing now, so it's good. It's been a little busy, haven't been out. It was Jal's birthday yesterday and stuff, so needed to... Uh... And then I wasn't here last week. Oh, weekend. and they're sold out of discs in Dauphin. A little busy. Oh, I was going to go buy yep, two they're sold sets. Out. They sold out of 40 sets. Yeah, that wasn't part of the deal. It was just Mr. Mike's. I'll see you there, and that's oh. it. No, you guys should have a disc off, because you both have gone separately. Mm-hmm. The disc battle. Two non-players. I've got a private instruction Ooh. from you before. Brent just played around with me. Back... Back last year. I'm throwing so much farther now, Brent. Good. 
something's really clicking. It's getting pretty. It's getting almost obscene. It's uh, almost getting real. Mm-hmm. Well, get back, man. Get back to Dolphin and take the nope, fun I'm fun Mike out. Now. Mike can beat me, though. He can still beat me, but I think I'll close in on him pretty soon. You know what you're going to do? You're going to make a virtual Dolphin course. Like like how Maverick was doing, you know, the run in Top Gun. <laughs> That's what you're going to be doing. Yeah. It's impossible to get 54. Oh, <laughs> some, some discs. And he's doing it. He's doing it virtually while in BC in the middle of a field. <laughs> I'm in a green screen room. Yeah. VR goggles yeah. on. <laughs> That would go real bad in house VR. Well, disco, you, if you, you break just your arm, so you smash yeah. your arm into something so hard, you dislocate your shoulder. Well, you just need a warehouse. Warehouse One, this is our first sponsor. Great, great. <laughs> what a great Just like one. an SNL bit or like a. <laughs> Like a sketch comedy bit would be watching play tests of VR disc golf and just people's those arms smash <laughs> on the corners break. of walls like break to like just, oh God. <laughs> full force too just yeah just like hidden cam footage of that with no just yeah one second shot of the suffering would be. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know if you guys are familiar um, because you might be a little too old, but uh, do you remember the 1992 movie Beethoven? Mm-hmm. Dog. It was a dog movie. Okay. Yeah, big, big Saint Bernard. Yeah. So my son Link, if if he likes one type of genre, oh no, it's dogs doing it's, things. It's Airbud movies. <laughs> Uh, he hasn't seen that yet, but it's on Amazon, and I told, mentioned it tonight. He used to watch Airbud, and he said that he'd rather watch Secret Life of Pets. Um, but if he likes one specific type of movie, it's big dog movies, like Clifford the Big That's Red big. Dog. And uh, so I'm like, you'll like Beethoven. And so I, I put it on uh, for him two nights ago, and we watch half an hour. And I'm like, this is actually really good. Like, Charles Grodin plays the dad, and... You know, as the ki- last time you watched the movie, you're identifying as the kid. <laughs> now you're identifying like, get that freaking dog out of here, of course. Um, as as I do all the time. <laughs> so my wife just brought home a new dog two, two weeks ago. Um, so it was cute because uh, I was seven years old when I saw the movie at the old Dauphin Theater. And now Link is seven. So it's kind of cool um, him experiencing that. So we watched half an hour of it two days ago, and it was really enjoyable. Then we finished the other hour off this morning, and it was oh. pretty terrible. Let me tell you, <laughs> yeah, didn't really, um, didn't really follow through because it got weird. Um, so in the first half an hour, the, these two guys were going around stealing, stealing pets, <laughs> and sort of just housing them in a big and warehouse. Then the second half is just and... nudity. It's really weird. <laughs> okay, so they're stealing the pets. So, you know, yeah, two days ago, I'm like, well, geez, what's the game plan here? You know, like, what as kids obviously see animals as the most valuable thing in the world, but hey, uh, you know, shelters cost a lot of money, <laughs> you know, the housing and the feeding of the animals and looking after them. Like, what's the game plan here? I guess for Are coats? they going to, like, oh. 
No, that's 101 Dalmatians there, but yeah, close. Um, and then I was like, maybe like cheap cosmetics, you know, like testing shampoo out on these animals or something like that. But this morning, a scene came by where the head guy in the warehouse is in his desk and someone comes up to him with a briefcase. His character's name is the ammunition company representative. He says, we've developed a new type of ammunition. It explodes on contact. We'd like you to use this revolver, hands him a gun, for the tests. We want to know the extent of the damage at close range. And the, the warehouse owner says, you want to know how messy it is? And the ammunition company's representative laughs. And he says, I presume you can get dogs with big skulls for the tests. Great Danes. What Bernard. the hell are you talking what? about? <laughs> so the end goal is to go get like big freaking dogs them and blow them up in the head. <laughs> With exploding ammunition at close range. I swear to God, this is it. I'm I'm reading the quote off IMDb. This is it. And it says, and so the guy goes, large dogs are difficult to come by, harder to manage. The ammunition company representative gives uh, the the mayor house manager an envelope full of money. And he goes, I'm sure we'll be able to handle it with a big grin on his face. Okay. So you're like, Renting this warehouse, driving a Porsche, wearing suits, and uh, uh, like an envelope of money entices you to do something. Because here's the big twist: he gets out of the warehouse, and then the next scene you see him in, he's putting on a lab coat and he walks into the examination room, and he's the vet. He's Beethoven's vet. Oh no! <laughs> so this guy's like. Got his his own veterinarian clinic, doing well, Bring driving a Porsche, dog and, he gets, and he's willing to throw it all away to get an envelope, not a briefcase full of money, an envelope full of money, like a regular envelope. How many hundreds can you fit in an envelope? Do you, think? you can. You can fit. You can fit seven, like, eight grand, like three thousand dollars. Does he get a real comeuppance? Do the big do these big dogs rip him apart with their giant heads at the end, or? pushed into like some glue kind of so well he he's got a good he's got a good scheme going so he meets with beethoven and he tells charles girl and the dad he's like listen like there's a lot of inbreeding a lot of overbreeding going on with these saint bernards they snap and sometimes just attack people now you got kids here you know you gotta you gotta think about that He's like, oh, I'm going to give him his rabies shot, but maybe you want to keep him overnight here. Oh, and then what happened overnight, to him in the morning? Yes. His, oh, and the side the... of his head is on the wall. <laughs> I don't, he must have suicided. <laughs> yeah, like, what's the what do you think he's going to do? Like, Charles Gordon's going to pick his up the dog head, and be like, oh, he doesn't, he doesn't have a have head. It. it got blown off at close range. <laughs> How, you don't, don't give me this hey, dog man. back and has no head. These, these Moderna, these Moderna uh, rabies shots got a lot of side effects. Five G. It was five G, man. Yeah. So the kids are like, "No, Charles Gordon, we want to. We'll look after him at home." And he's like, "Okay." So the vet shows up at the house in a full suit and tie, and he's like, "Hey, you know, he's a big dog, so I'm just gonna do a checkup with him to make sure he's okay." And they're like, "Okay, here's his cage in the backyard. Have fun." Like house call, like, and then so Imagine the family's the inside, house and the randomly. vet. It's like you <laughs> want to drug and rape someone? You want to rape my pet? <laughs> 
<laughs> so that's kind of what he does. He he starts ripping up his suit, and he starts smearing blood out of a vial all over his arms and stuff. And he starts putting it on Beethoven, the blood all over his muzzle. And then he starts smacking Beethoven, and Beethoven's like, enough. And he jumps on the vet, and the vet's like, he's killing me! <laughs> And so Charles Garden sees it. He's like, oh my God. And the vet runs away and says, I told you, I told you he was going to attack people. And he gets, he says he gets 37 stitches. So he's like, take him to me and I'll put him down tonight. And so that's how he gets his hands on Beethoven before the well, big Beethoven's rescue. Head the off. <laughs> I can't believe they went with that <laughs> insane like, no. of a movie. Like, like, how do we make this I guy know. bad? You know what? We're going to say he shoots animals with guns in the head at close range. Exploding ammunition at close range to see and how babies. messy it gets. I'm sure it's going to be effective. Wow. Oh. And like they have to, the big skulls. We need big skulls. That's sick. Like, can't you just shoot a wall and when it explodes, be like, no, yeah, I, I want to know what the guys the at the gun company that are sitting around going, hey guys, we just got the results from the, uh, the dog head shooter guys. And they're like, a little too much splatter. They're like, oh, I guess we should re-engineer the whole gun we've been making. We better make it because yeah. some guys shoot dogs in the head. We better change things, boys. And what do you want? Do you just want his word for it? Do you need yeah. pictures? He's like, tell me in exclusive detail. <laughs> Videotape it. I want four <laughs> angles and high-speed cameras. They're getting off to this. Imagine being somebody that just <laughs> shoots animals. I guess this come up and says the kids start driving. the. So he's got another chemical test for this little dog. And it's all these vials. And the kids drive into the, the, the warehouse. And the vials, like 20 vials, shoot into his chest. Like in these massive Good. syringes. <laughs> But like they don't get like pressed in the chemicals. So he's just got like twenty puncture wounds, and then and then he's in court. They're indicted on charges like the next week or something like that. But he's yeah, still Joe Exotic. An insane. But I was really enjoying the movie. Like like David Duchovny a year before X Files, before he hits it big. There, he's he's sort of playing like an evil business uh, capital venture, uh, a venture capitalist there, in, investing in Charles Grodin's um, aroma like uh, air air aromatherapy company until Beethoven foils that, and it's just like insane, <laughs> like way that too dark Beethoven. guys. Talk. That's my first question. Does Beethoven no, know that he's he does not. solving crimes, or just bumbles? I think he knows because Charles Gordon wants to sign this contract with David Duchovny, and Beethoven <laughs> stops him like a lot because oh. <laughs> he overheard David Duchovny mentioning to his partner saying, "In six months, we'll own this business." Well, uh, when Gordon was inside, interesting, and then he ties up. Uh, Beethoven ties up the the chairs that Duchovny's sitting on what? and and jumps over fences and Duchovny's doing flips and getting dragged down the neighborhood. Just you know, that was a well antics. received movie, wasn't it? And that, I think so. It made a lot of money and, and spawned a couple sequels. And another one is the the the, uh, the babysitter's like too busy playing like um, music, doesn't notice the four or five year old drowning in the pool, but Beethoven. Even before she hits the pool, Beethoven's already like, <laughs> something He's is right up. He's right around it. He's like, I feel vibes <laughs> here. 
He's like a block away, and he's like four-year-old, too close to the pool. I gotta get out of here, and so he breaks out and uh, jumps in the pool and rescues the kid. Which is whatever, you know. It's a kids' movie. I'm fine with that, but not with the dog splatter. Wow. I'll be right back after these messages. You guys um, go to camp, like uh, two-week camps or anything like that growing up? No, but I think it's a great idea for kids. Yeah, yeah. I went to mini-university a lot there. Oh, yep, I did that, yeah. yeah. Uh, so m- mom and dad could get two weeks of work yeah. together. I would go to one grandparents for the first week and one the second week there. Did stuff like um, engineering and in computer programming so i made oh have i have i talked about my website <laughs> that i made in like 1997 well you made one no. too but what's yours oh it's awesome um let's see if i can bring it up here oh my gosh it's uh, not up anymore though no the the best website of like the 30 or 30 of us got to be hosted on the u of m website for one year whoa yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll, I'll have to bring this up another day here. But it was all about like Men in Black and Star Wars special editions and stuff like that and Simpsons. Pretty funny. Pretty oh, sweet. Oh, you're a nerd. Yeah. It's like the Space Jam website. It's exactly like the Space Jam website. <laughs> that was an amazing technology at the time, man. Yeah. The Space Jam website, man. Spud Webb versus James Webb. <laughs> I'll take Spud Webb and his website from 1995. And when you're so, Space Jam, Carter, you got to know. You know, I'm finally getting over my uh, bad feelings towards Mini University because that was the only job I ever interviewed for that didn't get hired for. Have I told you about this job interview? Oh, to be a mini university instructor, Carter. Yep. Yep. It um I thought it was a good candidate. I think I I probably had a degree by then, one. And um I remember you I okay, yep. So yeah, I've never interviewed for a job and not got it. Except for this one. So what they decided to yeah. do is I haven't had that many jobs, so this is not that big badge of honor. I'm like, Trevor, I'll make them laugh. I'll be their best friends. Crack them up. <laughs> Crack them up. So, this was a dueling interview where they pit you one-on-one against someone else. Have you ever heard about this before? And it's just for a one-person position? Is one person guaranteed? Well, they hire like two? fifty yeah. instructors, or like hundred and fifty. I don't know; it's a ton. Like Janelle's brother is this was something one. that's like a core memory for you. Do you remember most of this interview? Oh yeah, well I remember these two questions because I thought I was, you know, pretty pretty awesome with the questions I had. So they'd ask, you know, why do you want to work at Mini University? Like, what's your experience with it? How dedicated are you? And I'd be like, ha, well, I went, you know five years consecutively and I live four hours out of town and then the guy next to me goes I went whatever I was plus one and I lived in Pennsylvania I'm like what? (laughs) Go to Penn State or something you idiot 
What? Are you this coming kid from to Penn would come to me. Come to Mini University in Manitoba. Or was he just outdoing you? He was. I don't, he might have just been outdoing me because they're like, "Do you have any experience working with children?" Because you know most people in their twenties don't. And I'm like, "Yeah, I've coached soccer, uh, you know, six year olds and stuff like this." And then he'd be like, "I coach soccer to to uh, disadvantage. What did he say? Uh, intellectually disabled children." <laughs> I was like, this freaking guy is just the worst. So I still thought I did pretty good. So maybe they just have a rule in their hiring. It's like one-on-one, Only even though I, I may have been a strong candidate. Uh, let's yeah, they'd say let's only, give them both jobs. Only you one person can... advances. This We're not selecting combat. Yeah, we've got 300 candidates and 150 jobs, and they're pairing it up. <laughs> You know, we're selecting one of these two people, not both. So, <laughs> this freaking guy, man. I think he was lying. I should have grabbed him by the shirt collar on the way out. You did not come from Pennsylvania for six years. <laughs> what do you do? Stay in a hotel? <laughs> You're from Charleswood, aren't you? Aren't you?